Hi, I'm Gerds Hundle, acclaimed health journalist, turned motivational speaker and transformational coach. This show is for anyone who wants to lead a happier, healthier and inspired life. Create more self-love, inject more joy and abundance into their daily life. Join me for inspiring interviews and spiritual topics so you can become a soul warrior. You're listening to episode four of the Get Inspired with Gerds podcast. Now, today I have an amazing guest on the show. This person just proves that it's so important to be connected with oneself and understand your intuition and always trust it no matter what, because it will always lead you back to who you are. Now, Aldo Rafa is a modern mystic spiritual coach and Egyptian Reiki master. He has a background in parrot numerology, past lives, angels and spirit guides. He personally witnessed many transformations and aims to bring synchronicity and magic into the lives of those he works with. Aldo, it's an absolute pleasure having you on my show and thank you for joining me. Oh, good. It's wonderful to be here. Thank you for having me. Bless you. My dear, like, it was amazing having that tarot card reading with you. I can't believe it. It was in June. And just, I'm, I'm so interested about what your story was like. So could you tell the listeners what your life was like before you became a tarot card reader, a modern mystic and a spiritual coach? Well, I was always very, very sensitive as, as, a, as a child. And, um, you know, I, I, would, I would sense things, feel things, but it was not in a very healthy way. You know, if someone next to me, you know, had a toothache, I'd have a toothache. It was, it was, it was that sort of uh, ungrounded um, energy that uh, I very much had challenges with. And I mean, even even to this day, it's 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 about for me grounding. You know, some people um, want to open up and they want to expand their consciousness and, and their connection. Um, but for me, it was uh, one of my biggest challenges was actually to ground and and be present in the physical, to love the physical, to love the body, to be in my own, to be in my own power center. So that was one of my biggest struggles. Um, so I had the psychic sensitivity, but I didn't actually have the the tools to 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 anchor it at the time. When was like the realization for you to it's time that I need to make that change? Well, it's a very good question. And I don't think it happened overnight. I don't think I woke up one day and thought, right, you know, I, I've, I've got a little bit of a, a, a problem here. Because when you, you know, when you feel other people's stuff all the time, you kind of just think everyone does the same thing. So it was a kind of process, actually, um, of realizing that I, that I had this sensitivity. Um, but my challenge was to not just block it off or shut it down, but was to bring it into my physical world and, and anchor it. I think roughly around the age of about, I would, I want to say about 15, 16, um, where there was a, a lot of different emotions going on with the family, with certain friends. And I was actually very confused. I was picking up so many different feelings, emotions, and um, and I, I ended up getting quite sick because I took on someone else's ailments. And it was all a bit like, okay, right, you know, I need to maybe uh, learn a little bit here. And and that's uh, really where I kind of I sort of I suppose I surrendered because you know um, I am an Aries, um, an Aries. <laughs> be very headstrong and a bit like you know come on we can do it all and I think I kind of plowed away with it for a long time not really working with it um so I then I actually ended up 
going to a community. I, I worked there. Um, it was a beautiful community I'd heard of. Uh, uh, um, a relative of mine, my aunt, had told me about it. She, she'd been, she, she's a beautiful healer. She works with, you know, uh, a lot of different holistic practices, re re reflexology, massage, and, and uh, lots of different, you know, um, healing systems and modalities. And she really recommended that I go there. So I, I went there for uh, about a month and a half, actually, and I, I ended up working on the land there and doing different things. But the community itself was, was called Damaha, and they, uh, they, they were a group of beautiful spiritual souls, and there was a lot of wisdom there, and they had, had a deep connection, actually, to Egypt. And it was there that I began um, meeting some amazing teachers that uh, began guiding me a little bit more um, and, and explaining a little bit more of what was going on for me. Because, you know, my family wasn't exactly, you know, really. I mean, my aunt was very connected. My dad was very fascinated by the psychic world. But you wouldn't sort of say I was in like a family that really, you know, kind of supported it. Mm. So that was the beginning of... Um, really recognizing that I did have a tremendous amount of sensitivity and that if I didn't learn to ground it um, and feel safe in it, then it would be very unhealthy. And I could potentially, you know, could have potentially lost a lot of, um, you know, important qualities, um, which at the time I was losing, you know. Um, so that was the beginning uh, of, of the journey. But actually, I think it probably, you know, has been a work in progress, um, if you like, um, through that, through that, through the, through the beginning of that journey. Um, and even up until now, you know, grounding is something that I, that I, I have to go, right, I'm doing this, you know, I'm here in the physical, thank you very much, and this is my body, this is my temple. And I think a lot of psychics or, or people with a lot of psychic sensitivity uh, have, have that battle, have that challenge. Yeah, it's interesting that you were saying that because I remember as a child growing up, I like yourself, I would pick up everybody else's energy and then they would flip it back on me and say, well, you've changed, <laughs> what's happened to you? Mm. Yes. It's like mirroring, isn't it? It's that mirroring effect and you don't even know you're doing it. Yeah. yeah. And it's amazing that if we obviously knew that when we were younger, we would have picked it up straight away. But I guess that was our journey that we had to understand it and almost kind of create, obviously at that time we probably created like a barrier to protect ourselves. But then as we were talking about earlier on, just before we were doing the interview, um, about how even when you protect yourself, you can actually create more of the things that you don't want. Absolutely, absolutely. And it's interesting, and we're going to talk, I know, uh, a little bit later about this, but yeah, I'm not a massive fan of protection because, you know, a lot of people would sort of say this to me, particularly on my early sort of stage of the journey, teachers would say, oh, we need protection. And uh, protection for me didn't feel very good because what it felt like I was doing was just was almost just shutting off. And that's, again, what a lot of sensitive souls can do. You, they can either be so open that they take on everything or actually very shut off. And that's not good either. You know, you mean you're just shut off, you're hiding away, you're protecting. And that's not necessarily, again, a very integrated um, or evolved way of, 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 of working. But it can it can do the job. And I, I think protection did do the job for a while. But Again, it made me think, well, you know, I'm not really I'm not really working energetically here in the right place and I'm not feeling safe in that. So I kind of flipped that around and, and, and use the word now and use the intention now of safety, feeling safe in that. Mm. I like that. And <laughs> um, so, you know, you started hanging around with people who kind of understood more about your intuition um, and how, you know, how you could work with your emotions and kind of, like you said, create safety. So. What did you do next? 
Very good question. I began um, learning Reiki, the Asui. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of the Asui Reiki system, but I began learning that, which I was so fascinated by. Um, and I love, love, love the journey of Reiki. And I think that really also supported me in some levels. I did feel like something was missing, actually. Um, and later on, I, I kind of went into Egyptian Reiki. Well, it kind of it kind of found me, actually. And, I, and I've always had a very strong connection to Egypt. And it kind of goes back to, bizarrely enough, even the community back when I was 16, 17, uh, that I ended up working in and living, living in for a while. Um, so that was really when I, yeah, started feeling a lot more. I think the tools of, of, of Asui Reiki really allowed me to kind of ground, to anchor the energies. Um, a bit more, which which was great. And I ended up doing uh, a course online as well, which I found very useful and started going to different talks. And, you know, and it kind of just it kind of really allows me to, to, to work on the grounding aspect and uh, and kind of just really seeing how important the physical physical world was I still wasn't completely convinced and you know I think this is very you know I, this is very much me in a, in, a, in a nutshell I have to sort of live by um experience you know if someone says to me you know that's going to be an ungrounding experience I'm going to go and do it until I find out it's not and that's unfortunately the way I've, I've been I've, I've worked for a lot of my life so in a way I've kind of learned through mistakes um, sometimes very foolish ones. Uh, ironically <laughs> enough, my name means old wise one. Um, <laughs> you've got to be a fool sometimes before you can gain that wisdom. Uh, and then of course, you know, sort of depart that, that knowledge. Um, so yeah, a lot of it has been through really trial, trial and error really. And, and just realizing that, and that's what I think the Asui Reiki made me realize that I was a very sensitive soul and that I couldn't be open all the time because that wasn't, that wasn't good. Um, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't kind of just be open. I, you know, I, I would have big issues with boundaries with that, you know, and I think a lot of people, when you're very sensitive and intuitive, you can, you can really n not know boundaries, you know, um, not know your stuff from their stuff. And it, I, I kind of felt that learning Reiki made me very aware that I had to find a balance between, um, being open enough to to love, to have compassion, to have connection and understanding, but you know, strong enough in my own space and, and courageous enough in my own space to to, to hold that um, and to have the boundaries within within all of that. So yeah, it was it was it was the beginning of awareness, and I learned that going back now. Hmm, when was that? That was about six years ago. Um, so really only in the last six years have I, have I probably been a lot more working with and connected to that balance, you know, uh, between those two rhythms. But like I say, it, it is, it is a, it is a, it is a work in progress. Um, because as I said, the way I've kind of been born and the way I see it is that I've been very open. And I, and I, as I said, I find it, I find my life constantly, you know, people say, oh, do you meditate? And I say, well, not really. I do and I don't. I feel like I'm constantly in that space. If anything, I'm, I'm, I'm grounding and trying to get, I'm trying to get here on the earth. <laughs> <laughs> I love the bit about what you're saying. It's about being balanced because I feel that, you know, whether you're working in the non-holistic world or the holistic world, Balance is key in no matter what you do in all areas of your life. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. And this is something that I think actually we, <laughs> my guides are always telling me this actually, uh, not just about myself, but about a lot, a lot of humanity. We have a lot of imbalance. And I think, yeah, <laughs> it's not about, you know, happiness or sadness. Those are just emotions, you know what I mean? Um, you know, and once you transcend emotions, you enjoy happiness as much as you enjoy sadness. Um, you enjoy pain as much as you enjoy pleasure. But when you get to the key of it all, you know, as you said, it is balance, and um, balance is 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 the key to to anything um, really in regards to whatever work you you you're, you're doing or you know you want to do, whether that be personal development um, or, or or other areas of your life. Yeah, and I feel it's interesting in especially kind of like the entrepreneur kind of world where I see so many people like hardly sleeping and they're like, no, we need to succeed and we need to do everything. But then it's like we were saying, it's all to do with balance. If you don't balance, eventually the sleep will catch up with you or your your body will tell you something's not right with you or you might get like a headache or an ache or a pain because you're not listening to what your body wants. And I guess it's all linked back to being intuitive. Absolutely. Absolutely. Listening to your body. Yeah. I mean, how, how often do we not, you know, as, as a society, you know, not listen to our body, listen to ourselves. We plow on, you know, we push forward. And um, yeah, I think at the end of the day, our body has needs, our mind has needs and wants, you know, our, our, our soul has needs and wants. And really my job um, is to look at those different aspects, to look at the, the three the three aspects, you know, the mind, the body, and the soul, and inspire and empower the, the client to to actually listen and balance those 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 three rhythms up. But of course, it is it is their own responsibility, um, and I think this is where uh, some of some of my work can be quite interesting because when you open somebody's eyes to the fact that they can heal themselves. Um, it takes a tremendous amount of responsibility and, 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 and duty to do that. And some people don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's that they almost want to carry on being in that victim kind of mindset and not want to set themselves free. Uh, I think victim, victor, it's a big kind of archetype that, that gets portrayed and, and uh, through, through society. And, um, you know, I, I don't think it's as black and white as that. Um, mm. I think we have we have all these qualities and all these wonderful things within ourselves, and I and I really do believe whatever you know you're going through, it 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 it, it is for your highest growth. Mm. But I, it's it's learning to kind of rise above and 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 take responsibility, um, and 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 it's a responsibility for your own inner rhythms. I like that. That's very really true, actually. Yeah. Um, so my dear, you know, you're now a modern mystic, spiritual coach, and um, Egyptian Reiki master. So you were saying that you're helping people to kind of become balanced. How else are you doing that through these different techniques? Well, I, I use a combination of many different techniques. Um, so I, I, yeah, I'm an Egyptian Reiki master. So I teach um, the ancient art of Egyptian Reiki, which works with the the elements. So it works with the fire, the earth, the air, and the water, and it attunes people to these elements and these energies, um, which allows people to work with a with a balanced healing system. Um, so that I thoroughly enjoy because. On the on the achievements, I teach a levels one and two together. It's quite full on. Um, some people are like, "Oh my gosh, you do them together!" And I'm like, "Yeah," um, because I'm I'm very much a, a, a fast paced person, and I like transformation in the quickest way. So I do uh, I do kind of cram a lot in with my teachings um, because I think in this day and age everything's speeding up. So I like to to to, to kind of 
work with clients in quite a fast-paced way. I'm also a past life regressionist, so I take people oh, back wow. to their past life, um, as well as a life between life regressionist and a, and a future progressionist. So in those sessions, I, I, I take you back to look at your karmic cycles, because sometimes in this life, you can have stuff, yeah? And mm. when you have a past life uh, regression, it might feel like what comes up is nonsense. It makes no sense to this current life. But a lot of things, um, you know, we come in with, we, we, you know, we come in with stuff that we don't even know we come in with. So what I love about the regressions is it really allows a person again, it empowers a person to take more responsibility um, and look deeper within themselves and to then hopefully trust and balance out that inner rhythm. Wow. And what's been like the most interesting story you've had when you've done the past life regression with somebody? It's a very good question. They're all very, very, very interesting. They're all very fascinating. But the ones I love the most, because some, some of them are very hard to prove, you know, um, and a lot of times clients will come and they're like, oh, I thought I was going to be like a prince. I think I'm going to be a princess or I think I'm going to be Cleopatra. And you know what? They're, they're, they're never who they think they are. Um, and usually they're very shocked and surprised that they're usually just quite an average Joe. Um, but if you think about it, logically, you know, statistics population will tell you, you know, I mean, in terms of how many kings and queens there were versus how many, you know, other people there were, chances are you're not going to be that person. Uh, so I like that. I do like that when the client kind of really gets quite blown away with what comes up and it's so not what they expected and so not what they thought. Um, I had a very interesting session actually this weekend. I thought this is quite fascinating. I'll tell you for why, because sometimes it's very hard to prove, you know, I mean, I, I don't believe you know, I'm here. My, I don't believe my job is to prove any of this to people. Yeah. At one point in time, I used to believe that, but I think it was about believing, or I think it was about maybe that was a mission for myself that I had to trust in. Yeah. In, right? mm. But this weekend, I did a very interesting reading, uh, reading, uh, past life regression for a woman. And uh, a lot of the things she was saying, you know, was so interesting. Of course, I, you know, took notes of it all. And she actually went back to India and uh, she was. She was an English woman living in India back in the British sort of colonial times. But what was so fascinating about this session, you know, she told me names. She wow. had like, you know, the, 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 you know, the address. And wow. after the session, I actually looked up and we found, you know, the, the place. And, and I just thought that was just, you know, and I love that when you've got, you know, you've got stuff coming through that you just couldn't possibly, you know, know uh, and make up. And there it is. It's, it's just it's there. So wow. that was very fascinating. And um, there was a lot of stuff in that life where she felt very guilty and uh, very responsible for things and, and just generally very, very, very unhappy. And uh, she'd lost a partner in that relationship. And it was funny because she was going through a sort of similar experience. And I do believe that when we do these past lives, um, you know, we tap into the life that they need to go to, you know, in a, in a, in a, in a life that's right for them, mm. that tends to have correlations, certain themes, if you will, um, that uh, relate and uh, can really help unlock and access more more knowledge and understanding in, in our present life. I mean, I even question if these lives are still going on. Um, I, I really sort of do. I question if, if, if it's if it is a past life. It might be a life in another, you know, in another universe. Um, if time is an illusion, and uh, as, as science is, is now, certain science, you know, sort of sciences are now starting to to believe uh, or say um, or put out there. 
So that I found a, a very interesting session. Um, a lot of the sessions I find very interesting are the ones that, for me, have uh, have have detail in them. You know that you can actually look up and research and go, wow, how the hell would you have known? That is the place. That is the address. That person did live there. You know, and we had one of those moments this weekend. So. On a personal level, I like that only because it's kind of a bit of, you know, facts <laughs> um, and it can be hard to prove a, a lot on, in a lot of lifetimes because let's be honest, when we go back to certain chapters, people didn't have books. And if you were, weren't very wealthy, you wouldn't be educated, you know, and you wouldn't have, um, you know, all of that kind of knowledge and, and, and things being reported. Wow. You just took me back, actually. It was a few weeks ago. Um, I was driving somewhere out towards northwest London, and um, in the car, I heard a voice. <laughs> and I was going past um, a cemetery, and it said, so-and-so is now safe. Mm. And I was like, okay, I've never experienced this before. This is really weird. And I was like, I must have known them in another lifetime. <laughs> well, that could very much be the case. That could very much be the case. Yeah. Um, or, you know, your medium, your mediumship is opening up, your mediumistic links are opening up. Wow. Wow. Yeah. It's funny, um, because a couple of weeks ago, um, I was, I was about to, well, I was, I was going to Greenwich. Yeah. And I don't quite know how this happened, but I got off at the wrong stop or something. And there was actually a, a funeral happening for a very young, a young guy, a oh. young boy. Um, I say young boy, probably in his early twenties. And, um, so not really a young boy, <laughs> a young man. Um, but he had a very young face and, um, I walked past there and I don't know how I ended up there. I, I, you know, spirit guide us sometimes. And I looked at this, um, sort of funeral that was going on it was you know everyone was getting ready all in black and the message was you're going to uh you're going to read for a lady that has lost a very dear friend that looks just like me and I thought how bizarre how interesting so the message I was getting was through this other spirit uh of a younger male that was basically navigating me to 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 go there to to tell to tell me to make sure I'm listening and looking at all the details because the next wow. reading you're about to do is very related to that. And that's exactly what happened. I went to the shop after and I said, oh, you know, you've lost this guy. And that's what they'll do as well. Spirit will work with our memories as well. They'll work with our memories and our feelings and our thoughts. Um, and they have a funny way of, 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 of if they want to get our attention, of, of doing little things like that, popping little thoughts and feelings. Um, never never here to scare us. And if it is scaring you, then you really need to work on your safety and your intention setting um, <laughs> because that's not good energy. And that isn't probably, you know, uh, yeah, I, that probably isn't, isn't good stuff or really any sort of connection worth connecting with. Wow. I'm just kind of like blown away that you were guided to go there and wow. It shows how powerful our energies are, aren't they? And that we should always listen out to the kind of to the messages that are coming to us. Absolutely, and that's and that's something I'm very passionate about because people often ask me. They sort of say, "Oh, what are you? What do you do?" You know, and people will tell me what I am. They'll say, "Oh, you're a medium because you you know you connected to my you know loved you know my my son in spirit or my loved you know my dearly departed." you know, dad or whatever, um, other people will say, you know, well, you, you, you know, you're an amazing tarot reader. And I actually don't know what I am. But one thing I do know, because I, <laughs> I always feel like people are always telling me what I do or have done for them. And I am. 
And I, I think the one thing and one of my main passions actually is to show people how connected we all are, you know, that this isn't something that, you know, only a, a few selective few can, can do. We are actually all in tune. And once we transcend the matrix, you know, of fear, separation and control, the biggest illusions, you know, that there are, once we transcend that, we come into love and love is, 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 is the power. And with that power, knowledge and wisdom can really grow and be accessed and that's something I think I'm really passionate about doing and that's probably why I do the work that I do at the end of the day that's my kind of that's the thing that I love to show people to access and and to obtain because we can all we can all do this it's just a case of really you know being open and trusting in in the process of it the intuition wow it's so powerful once we connect like I remember when we were doing like this tarot card reader and I was explaining how I see these things and you know I, I wanted to live in this area and I, I moved there and like certain things and I, I agree with you it's so true that once you connect you can start to see the dots to certain situations and scenarios mm, sounds like you manifested it quite nicely yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> There's even been times where I've I've walked into areas and I'm like I've been here before, but I don't know why. And like also like as you know I want to be uh, you know in LA in the future and I have never been there, but my soul already knows that I'm I've been there before and I need to go back. It's 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 so powerful mm-hmm. once we understand like we connect to it and listen to it. Yeah, absolutely. LA is cooling a lot of people at the moment. LA's got an amazing, amazing energy. I was out there in March and the energy, was it March? Uh, yeah, March. The energy was uh, incredible and it's very high vibration uh, out there. So um, some believe it's the crown chakra of the world. So it's very, wow. that's well, not LA, LA, but California. And it has an amazing high vibration there. Um, so yeah, it is funny because uh, there's a lot of places I've, I've I've been to and I've gone yeah I've been here before and when I was in LA I had a similar experience it was a lot of like deja vu like I remember this I've been here but, but I haven't but I have <laughs> so yeah and that's often um, you know that is often past life I mean you could say maybe maybe not so much with LA some parts of LA might have seen it on a movie or something because I know a lot of it is filmed <laughs> back then but you know even just the average you know sort of castle you might go and visit on holiday in a different part of the country or you know you might just have this sudden moment where you go I remember this that's often often past life experiences um you know that you're accessing I mean really we're getting into a bit of a heavy conversation because it could it it could even be like with your case future life maybe you've not been there in in a past life maybe you've been there in the future and I don't believe time is linear I really don't. From doing the past life, future life progressions with people, um, time, I think, is a variant, which is why we have to fiddle with it all the time. You know, every four years, the leap year, um, you know, we have to sort of change it around to kind of fit with our linear system. But I like to think of time as a squiggly line. So we come at points. We meet we meet at points with this squiggly line, if you like, where we're connecting to our past, present and future all at the same time on a soul level. That's so interesting. I Yeah, I could talk to you about this all day. <laughs> it's getting very heavy, isn't it? I know, it's getting a bit like out there. <laughs> but the thing is, it's always important to know these kind of things because like, it could explain so many of you guys out there who might be like, oh, what's happening here? I don't understand it. And like that, maybe that is the case. Maybe we are so psychic that we don't even realise how psychic we are. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, you know, if you look at any, I mean, if you look at any... Any sort of child or person that's perhaps not been so 
programmed, if you like, <laughs> um, because that is, that's the thing. It goes back to programming. There's a lot of programming that can come in. And programming is very important. We need programming. Mm. You know, we need that because it sets boundaries. It sets, you know, we... You know, they say, don't they, evolution is, it begins at the, you know, when we have the boundaries. It's like, you know, we can't evolve without those. But um, when we strip away through the illusions um, of some of these functions that we need, but if we just temporarily sort of transcend them, yeah, we connect to a very psychic energy um, and an energy that that is just filled with love. And and the more and more I, I work with what I do, I, I I believe it's a love vibration. And I think that is the vitamin, that is the nutrient of, 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 of you know, of, of life. And it's the thing that makes the world really go round. And it actually is the thing that connects us. Um, or if you have too little of it, disconnects us and gets us caught up in the matrix. <laughs> <laughs> I remember a time actually, a few years ago, my niece, she's only nine years old, but when she was really young, I remember saying to my cousin that she's going to have um, a boy. And she told her, she touched her tummy and said, you're going to have a boy. And when my nephew was born, it was a boy. And then there was another time where she told another auntie and said, you, she was expecting. And she's like, there's no baby. And she's like, what are you want about? There's a baby. And she had a miscarriage. And then later on, she was pregnant again. She said, you're going to have a girl. And she had a girl. So it's so true. When we're not programmed, we can connect so much that we can almost, like you said, predict the future. Mm. Well, if we go back to that thing yeah. <laughs> that I, I touched on, time and time is is an illusion and, and it's a variant and it, it's not linear. Yeah, I mean, we are we tapping into the future or are we just tapping into the here? And maybe in in this moment, everything is connected. And that's the interesting thing when you let go of, of the programming. Um, uh, and of course, you know. When we get older, we, you know, we get more conditioned. So children are bound to be a lot more open. And it's just amazing from the story you mentioned there. It's just amazing how they just know. And they know like they know, you know, without any question of it. And I think we, you know, we do get programmed later in, in life, which is important. You know, it is important. But we can sometimes really disconnect from that from that um from that from that creative mind and mm. really that is how you know the psychic energies work i mean a lot of time i'll read the people and they'll say oh well you know it's quite funny actually they'll say many different things um but some people also say oh well you know how do you know this so you, <laughs> you are you just and you just you're just imagining this aren't you like how this and some of it will be a bit freak and whatever and, and other times people will be like well how do you know this is what's going to happen and i'm like well Nothing is written in stone, but it look this is the vibration at the moment. But but with certain details, for example, people will be like, "How do you know that?" And I say, "Well, I don't know." Um, and they're like, How, "Where did that come from? Are you just imagining?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I am." You know, so the 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 intuition uses the creative mind. It uses that imaginative aspect because it's not a linear, logical, you know what I mean, programmed yeah. kind of mind thing it doesn't come from the mind it comes from that thing that pumps oxygen from the mind which is the heart and the heart's very very sweet very very vulnerable um very very creative uh, and very symbolic you know it communicates with us in a very symbolic kind of a creative way not so logical not so linear hmm. can you tell us more about egyptian reiki because I've heard of Reiki before, um, and I'm sure some of the listeners haven't heard of what Egyptian Reiki is. Yes, absolutely. 
I, I've always been connected to Egypt ever since a little, you know, a little, a little boy. I just loved, loved, loved Egypt. And then I think I got really scared of it, funnily enough, and I kind of shut down my whole love of Egypt. Now, um, a, a, a kind of synchronicity uh, of events came about. Funnily enough, it was a past life uh, connection I had with this woman who, 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 who was teaching this Egyptian Reiki, and I just loved it. So I had to, you know, learn it and depart it, uh, the knowledge when, when I learned it. So Egyptian Reiki is very interesting. It works with the Egyptian god and goddess energies, but not directly, indirectly. So what I'm saying here is when I teach this, I'm attuning people to a very ancient art. It's a, it's an Egyptian vibration, which uses, it's an old Egyptian healing modality, but it uses Reiki to carry it, if you like. It's, Reiki is the carrier of this energy. Um, it is a very, very, very deep soul healing energy, and it's got a very primordial energy about it as well so it's very love vibration but very sort of primordial and you know don't mess with me love <laughs> which is very good if you're finding it hard to have boundaries actually or if you're finding it hard to be you know what I mean in your personal power so for one thing I really love about this system with, with Egyptian Reiki it's very personal power orientated and it works predominantly you know with the with the Egyptian god goddesses um, it's an attunement to the five, uh, sorry, the four elements, but also a fifth element called the violet flame. Um, I teach levels one and two, uh, currently teaching this at, at Greenwich, and I teach a master's level as well. It's a very interesting journey. You go on a 21-day cleanse and clearing, which can bring up a lot of soul stuff, uh, similar to regular Reiki, but very different at the same time. As I've done both systems, I was very cock cocky, actually, I'm going to be honest. When I learned this, I was. When I learned this, I was like, well, I've already done, you know, a sui reiki. How can this be any different, you know? And, oh, my gosh, I was in for shock because the cleanse was completely different and actually more full on, um, but more more on a soul level. Reiki Sakem is more feminine. It's a lot more lighter. And often when you receive the healing, it's a bit cooler and it works a lot quicker. Um, so people who are drawn to it tend to tend to tend to be called to it. Um, and I just love the fact that it's a very ancient, ancient system that's kind of making a comeback. The, the word sekem um, kind of sort of is a derivative of, um, of, 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 of a few different words, but the main uh, sort of word itself and what, what it means, it's, it's, it's been translated. It's an Egyptian word that's kind of been translated and put together, which means spiritual power. And I have to say, what I love about the energy of, of Sekhem, it's very magical. It has a very magical energy. And even though it's a healing modality and system, what we touch on in the actual um, levels one and two and go further into with masters is actually also working with it in a variety of different ways for manifesting, and you know bringing more wonderful stuff in your life and clearing other blocks um on deep soul levels so it's a really nice well-rounded system it was actually channeled i believe um by a lovely guy called patrick an american man um back in the 1980s when he was meditating in in the pyramids of giza but it's not a modern system you know it's, it's a modern it's a modern course or should you say interpretation but the energy is not modern at all it's very ancient and I highly highly recommend it amazing so if anybody's listening and wants to kind of check out um your work where can they find you 
Well, you can find me on my website, www.aldorafa.co.uk. I'm usually around uh, in a beautiful shop called Dragonflies in Greenwich, just by Cuddy Sark, um, where I tend to do a lot of different, you know, workshops, tower workshops, and run a lot of different courses. But yeah, the best way is is my website for more information on uh, on all things uh, mystical and magical. <laughs> oh, bless you, um, my dear. We are coming towards the end of the show. It's gone so quickly. I wanted to ask you a quick question. What are you most grateful for in your life? Very good question. I think I'm most grateful for, and I I do honestly believe this, I'm most, most grateful for my family, you know, because they don't understand me, bless them, but they love me. (laughs) You know, there's so much love there. You know, I think I'm very blessed to have a very, yeah, a very loving, loving family and, um, you know, a very kind of open energy uh, to, to, to kind of, kind of how I work um, but also just very blessed I think for, for people genuinely in my life I seem to be very fortunate with the people I, I, I connect with um, and, and have in my world so my friends and family oh, I love that <laughs> um, my dear and what are your five top tips for someone who kind of wants to connect with their intuition and they're not really sure how to yes well I I kind of believe it all boils down to yeah we could break down to five uh Intention. Intention is so important. You know, when it comes to working with energy, intention is the is key, you know. So set your intention. You know, intend to connect with the highest divine love, divine light, divine support system, whatever you want to call it, call it God, call it universe, whatever. So intention is the first step. Secondly, um, getting centered, getting safe in, in, in that intention. So a safety um, exercise, something that allows you to feel safe. So maybe imagining or intending a perfect place, a happy place, a real, real safe place for you to just trust in that intention you've set. Thirdly, mindfulness. So any form of meditation that allows you to still your mind. When I say still your mind, let your thoughts come and go, you know, and and just kind of uh, breathe, focusing on the breathing. So being clean and clear and almost a bit empty, you know, (laughs) thinking is very dangerous when it comes to working psychically and with your intuition. So any technique that can get you out of your mind will move you into your senses. Finally, uh, well, not finally, second to last, imagination. (laughs) Being creative, listening to your creative mind, doing creative things, whether that be painting, writing, um, drawing, you know, whatever that may be something creative is always very good to get you get you out of your mind again and getting yourself more aware of of your imaginative mind or creative mind and finally grounding you know there's nothing worse when you're sort of open and you're and and you're up there in that world but you're not kind of coming back down to earth so uh, with anything or enough of something or even with yourself so grounding or anchoring is very very key as well a great way of grounding, a very quick grounding technique is getting your keys, your you know, your house keys, put them in your hands, walk around with them um, and just feel the vibration of your home, your temple. Visualize gold roots going into the center of the earth. Breathe that up, send out whatever wants to come out and visualize that gold, you know, around the room. So the ceilings, the, 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 the walls of the room and just see that lovely gold energy around you. So... To answer your question quickly, intention, safety, mindfulness, imagination and grounding. 
five key tips. I love those. Those are amazing five top tips. Thank you so much. And just thank you for sharing your story. Oh, it was amazing. Thank you. Well, I think what was key and what I really wanted to talk about was actually some of the challenges I had. Um, And maybe this relates to people listening. Uh, If you are having challenges with grounding, energy clearing, feeling safe in that, or perhaps the opposite, you want to open up more, um, you know, either way. But I think it was important to share those stories when it comes to working with with energy. Bless you, Maddie. Thank you very much, girls. It's been lovely. Thank you. Take care. What an amazing interview with Aldo. Guys, do check out his website. I definitely believe you will learn something new from him. He's taught me so much about just being present and trusting one's own intuition. Fortunately, it's the end of the show. Just before I head off, don't forget you can find me on Twitter at I am Gerds. You can find me on Facebook at Get Inspired with Gerds. And you can also check out my website, which is www.getinspiredwithgerds.com. Now, before I head off, I want to leave you with this quote. Your intuition knows what to do. The trick is getting your head to shut up so you can hear it. I think it's so true. And that was a quote by Louise Smith. Take care, guys, and I'll speak to you soon. Bye.